and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. When words fail, music speaks. Interview. Before joining Demon Hunter, Yogi Watts was an original drummer for the Lonely Hearts, originally called Holland, uh, performing on their album photographs and tidal waves and paper paper tapes. Joining Demon Hunter in 2004, he has been a mainstay with the band for 16 years and has made eight albums with the band, starting with the Triptych, to their most recent album, Peace, which released in 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Yogi Watts. How you doing? Hey, buddy. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. First question. Wonderful, I want, yeah, man. Yeah. Enjoying this beautiful, beautiful day, huh? Enjoying this beautiful Sunday morning. Yeah, man. It's been raining out here. I don't know. I'm in, I'm in South Carolina, and you're in where, California? Uh, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, okay. So yeah, so I guess it's it, so I guess it really doesn't rain over there does very often. Man, I've been here for about a year and it's rained three times. Three th- <laughs> really? Uh, wow. Three times in a year, yeah, since wow. I've been here, yeah. yeah. And it's a, uh, it's a, uh, and that's you know, I, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but when I moved out here, one of the reasons I did, I was just tired of rain. It rains in Nashville all the time really like i feel like it rains in nashville at least a couple times a week i'm not even joking wow and, uh, yeah i moved out here thinking oh this will be great no rain and sunshine every day and it is to an extent but i can't believe i'm saying that i actually kind of miss those rainy days occasionally right. you know right. what i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so yeah. um so how has this whole pandemic been been for you because i know it's it's taking a toll on some 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 people but you know it's not like that yeah. for everybody well, lucky, you know, lucky for Demon Hunter, the guys in Demon Hunter, we all, we've never been a band that just relied solely on the band, like right. that's toured full time and, and done that. So for us, like the pandemic has kind of made everybody, it's kind of made every other band function like Demon Hunter functions, if that makes any sense. Like we were, unknowingly to us, we were prepared for this time, really. Right. Um, we did have, um, some touring scheduled for the summer. We were scheduled for a few festivals and we had a couple runs that we were gonna do on the East Coast and then one in the Midwest. But so that stuff got canceled. Yeah. Um, which is a bummer. Um, we had a lot of fun going out last year doing the we last year we did um 
the tour we did was called an evening with Demon Hunter. Oh, and yeah. So it was just us. Right. No opening bands, no nothing, just us. Oh, that's um, nice. Which was really, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I did, I mean, you know, you do miss the camaraderie of having other younger bands on tour with you. I've always enjoyed that. I'm one of the guys in the band that's always, I mean, I think everybody does, but I specifically really, really enjoy touring with younger bands just because I enjoy like talking to them and kind of letting them know a little bit of what's to come. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. I've been doing this since I was uh, 18. I yeah. started touring at 18. Um, I'm 43. So like I've, this oh, is all yeah. I've ever done. You're 25 I'm, years. Hey man, you're um, three years younger than me. So that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm hey, four hey, years old. Yeah. The old man in the meeting. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm the old man. Here's what's funny. What's funny for me, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was talking to my wife about it. But mm -hmm. what's really interesting to me is when I started touring, I joined a band in Atlanta, Georgia called Rocket Boy. We were on REX Records with Living Sacrifice, White Cross, Sixpence None the Richer. Uh, I got a random friend of a friend tryout with them drove down on my spring break my freshman year of college uh got the gig dropped out of college and started touring immediately and i was by far the youngest bands and the age of people in bands has changed dramatically right. over the years and so when i first started touring i was the baby on the block no matter what we did like no matter what tour we were on what festival we were playing i was always like the baby like oh man your drummer's only 18 yeah. And now, all these years later, I'm the old man because I'm the oldest member of Demon Hunter. Uh, I'm typically the oldest guy on a tour, unless we go out with like Living Sacrifice, like Bruce and the, Bruce is older than me, not much, but he's older than me. Right. Um. So yeah, it's just changed a lot, man. And I think the pan, like the like original question with the pandemic. Um. So for Demon Hunter, as far as professionally, it hasn't really changed things that much for us. Um. We've just been working on some things that people will find out about over the next six weeks or so uh, while we've been working on during this time. I think it'll be an exciting thing for people. We've definitely got some things planned and have done some things during the pandemic for people, for our fans, um, that we'll be talking about in the next few weeks. Right. Um, so there's some talks of some other things happening. So... Yeah, man. I mean, personally, um, it's been it was challenging for a bit with my daughter being out of school, but she luckily she goes to a private school, a Montessori school, and so uh, they were able to kind of circumvent the rules out here in Arizona, I guess you could say. And uh, so she only missed, excuse me, she only missed like about a month of school. Oh, that didn't uh, And then she was back in school. Yeah. yeah. So my wife's a hairstylist and. Arizona did a really good job of like, they were one of the first states to allow hairstylists to come back to work. They actually considered it an essential job here. So we, I mean, man, all things considered, like other than just the normal anxieties that I think everybody had with this whole thing, I feel like that as a family and then as a band demon hunter, like we all, I think we navigated this thing pretty well so far. Nice, nice, and, and, and that's always a good thing to prepare. Now, um, y'all say unknowingly y'all have prepared for this. Um, can you go into how, like like how did you prepare for this pandemic? Um, 
Because I don't think anybody I mean, saw this coming, so. No, 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 no. Um, I think the band, as far as the band goes, like, I think we were prepared for it. We didn't even know it. Like I told you, like, we don't, being a band that has never relied solely on the band, and all of us have outside careers. So, you know, like, a lot of bands are struggling right now, man. They're struggling yeah. to stay afloat. They have, uh, you know, a lot of bands, when you reach a certain level, you have more than just yourself to worry about. You have more than just, like, the four or five guys in the band to worry about. You got managers, you got crew, you've got all these people to worry about. And luckily for us, we've always had like our manager's a full time manager, but he also does other things. He also has other bands. He's manages producers. Um he has an editor for AP magazine. Um he has several podcasts. So you know, I think that's what I meant by us being prepared for it unknowingly. Right. We just you know, as a band, we've always functioned part-time, so kind of having to scale down to part-time wasn't a thing for us because that's what we've always kind of done. So right. um, I guess that's what I meant as far as us being prepared for it. I, I, none of us were prepared right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. for the pandemic, right. you know. Yeah, but you we were... don't have any inside scoops or anything. <laughs> uh, right, but but, but, but you yeah. were prepared because you all had other jobs to fall back on. That's what you really mean, right? Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. perfect. Exactly. Well, I'm not going to ask you if you remember me because I know you don't remember me, but uh, we met um, as I was talking to you on um, on Instagram. Um, we met back in 2015 at the House of Blues, Myrtle Beach, and I had a walker. Yeah, and I had a walker and everything. And you, you were great to me because uh, you really uh, took time to talk to me and everything. And um, and uh, it's it's funny to think because um. When I met you, all of the, uh, the other Demon Hunter guys um, had tattoos all over their bodies, right? And you didn't. And I asked you. I didn't. I, I asked you, uh, you know, all these guys have tattoos in the band, and you didn't. Why is that? And you said, ah, but I do. And then you said, I have the only Demon Hunter tattoo right here that the other guys did not have. And I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I kind of came along slower with the tattoo thing. Um I think mainly just because I had that attitude about, I mean, I love tattoos. I've had, I got my first one when I was 21. So I've had, right. I've had tattoos for yeah. a while, but, um, I always kind of kept the visible tattoos. Like I kind of like, I was waiting. This may sound silly, but I was kind of waiting until I was comfortable enough to know that like, I wasn't going to need to put on a button up shirt and go get some kind of corporate job. Somewhere right. Sometime. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and once I kind of figured out that, like, that, you know, the Lord had definitely called me to do this for a living yeah. and that this was what I was going to do, then it was just, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, 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 how many tattoos do you got right now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. I probably, there's probably 40 different ones, I guess. Yeah. Uh, maybe 30, 30 to 40 different ones. But like the, how many tattoos is always a tricky question for yeah. me because like yeah. my whole left arm is it's run, it's together. It yeah. Yeah. It all runs. Yeah. It's all the same yeah. piece. Right. So, yeah. um, I think more than anything, it's like, how much room do I have? Yeah. And it's like, hey man, yeah. I'm running out of room. Yeah. I've got both yeah. my shins done now, both my calves done, my back's done. Oh, nice. So, I mean, I've got quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I'm not going to get This is my favorite, though. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Is that Jesus? It sure is. Nice. Nice, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, dude. About how long did that one take? Because that's a big piece. This one was... It's about twelve hours. Wow, dude. Okay, yeah. I guess I had to go back and yeah. Uh, did you, fourteen. Yeah. Did you last the whole fourteen hours, or did you come back? No, 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 no. Because no, 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 no. It was actually a yeah. It was actually three different three different settings. So the first one was um, the guy who did it is a phenomenal tattoo artist named Damon Conklin out right. of Super Genius Tattoo in Seattle, Washington. Nice. Uh, really, really good friend of mine. Um, a believer. Super awesome guy. I actually, uh, when I moved to Seattle back in 2007, um, I met him and uh, he actually knew that I was moving to town. And I told him, he's like, what are you going to do for work besides the band? And I was like, man, I don't really know. God, probably work at a coffee shop or something. And he was like, you want to come work for me? Yeah. I was like, uh, <laughs> what do you want me to do? He was like, dude, just like basically be my personal assistant. Like, yeah book my travel he travels all over the world and stuff he's like just book my travel and me and you'll hang out we'll listen to metal and we'll just have a good time we'll talk about jesus and there we go that was it and honestly that's how i mean i met my best friend there one of my best friends there i met my wife there um yeah so i mean it worked out it was obviously in the lord's plan you know what i mean right 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 so in uh 2005, you made your first Demon Hunter appearance with the album The Triptych, uh, Demon Hunter Hunter's third album. Um, how was recording the album, and did did the other men did the other members take to you like you know like right on bad? Did they welcome you in, yeah, or man. were you just I mean? So I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much we've actually talked about how I came to be in the band. Um, but we actually, so when I was in the band, you, when you introduced me, you talked about the band Holland yeah. slash The Lonely Heart. You're right. So the first Holland record we recorded in Seattle, Washington with Aaron Sprinkle in 2001. And uh, I met, uh, at the time, the Tooth and Nail had a studio in the basement of their offices. And that's where Aaron would do the records out of. He did ours there. He did Anne Berlin's first record there, several records there. Um and so at the time, Don Clark and Ryan Clark, Ryan, mm-hmm. obviously the singer of Demon Hunter now, right. and his brother, uh, they quasi worked for Tooth and Nail. They had their own design firm, but then they also worked and did all the Tooth and Nail stuff. So they actually worked out of the office. And so I met those guys in 2001 and we instantly hit it off, man. Like they're just really great dudes. We enjoy a lot of the same things. We all like to laugh a lot. Um, I'm a total jokester constantly. They thought that was hilarious. Uh, they enjoyed my Southern charm as they'll tell you. So I met them then. And then oddly enough, I really don't know if we've told this story publicly before. We probably have at some point, but so they did that first album, which we got, I got, I was fortunate enough to get early, uh, from John Dunn, the bass player. Right. Uh, we had become friends. I met John there. He was working in the mailroom at tooth and nail when I, when we were doing that record there. So I literally met everybody in the band during that time. And we all, we had cookouts in the afternoons and we just spent, we go to the record store with each other every Tuesday and just became friends. We stayed in contact. And so when they put out that record and did that first tour, the year they played their, they made their like debut uh, performance at Cornerstone. They had, it was the last show of their tour and 
so backstage that night, like they wouldn't let anybody backstage because the whole Demon Hunter thing is like super secretive. You right, know what I mean? Right. So uh, it was at the beginning. So I luckily had made really good friends with those guys. And then I also had made really good friends with the guy who ran the that stage at Cornerstone. His name is Brian Gray. He was in a band uh, called The Blamed killer christian like hardcore punk band from chicago part of the jesus people movement mm -hmm. so i had met him earlier in the week and we hit it off real good and so i went to the back and was like hey can you ask don and ryan and them if like i can come back and actually don saw me and was like yeah let yogi yeah. back here he's awesome <laughs> yeah so i went back i was like back there pretty much by myself with just the demon hunter guys me and our uh one of the guys a couple of the guys in our in holland the two brothers we all three went back and so they're getting ready to go on stage and they can't find Jesse, the drummer at the time. Oh no. They don't know where he's at. Yeah. Nobody had seen him since sound check. They were literally getting ready to fire the vamp. The lights were down. Like it was go time and they couldn't find him anywhere. And so I jokingly, but uh, let's say half-heartedly said, Hey, if you can't find Jesse, I know the songs. I'll get up there. <laughs> Give you the man. Yeah. Yeah, dude, give yeah. me the drumsticks, bro. I'll do it. Yeah. And it was true. I, I loved that record. I had always been a heavy music fan. I had I had never really played in a I'd never played in a metal band. I had never really played even in like a hard rock band. I'd always been in more like pop bands. Like that Rocket Boy, the first band I was in was more like a nineties alternative band, kind of bush, smashing pumpkins, yeah, and like that yeah. thing. Great and music so, though. Yeah, wonderful. And, yeah. and you know, and I love the band, but I had never really played metal, but I loved it. Like ever since I was a kid, all I loved hair metal. Stripers been my favorite band yeah, my whole life. Yeah. Pantera. When I found Pantera in high school, it was like my whole life changed. Right. I, did, I didn't. Everybody like changed their mind. My was just blown. Yeah. Yeah. So I meant it. I meant. Hey, I could. I was. I, I've always been confident enough in myself as a musician to like. I've played in so many different things. I grew up playing Southern gospel. I played in a black choir when I was sixteen. Most of the time, I'd be the only white guy in the entire building. Yeah. Uh, and then I played alternative rock. I played country. Um, so I've always been confident of my skills and being able to adapt to whatever, you know, right. genre of music that, you know, I would get the opportunity to play. But So I made that joke. Uh, Jesse walked in almost immediately right after I made Oh, that no. Joke. Yeah, so he played. <laughs> They played the show. I was blown away by how great they were. Yeah. So fast forward until, I guess it was 2004, they had just released uh, Summer of Darkness, and they were getting ready to tour that summer. Mm -hmm. And Jesse decided to move from Seattle to New York with his whole family. He had, like, several kids, wife, several kids, and decided that he wasn't going to tour. And this was, like, a month before they were supposed to leave for tour. Yeah. So they kind of like spitballed a list of guys that they thought could either do the job really well, which was like, you know, they had, I think Jesse Smith from Zayo was on the list. Uh, Rocky Gray, who actually played guitar in Living Sacrifice, but as a, anybody that knows anything about him, he's a smoking good drummer. He played drums. He was the original drummer in Evanescence, played in Evanescence for years. Um, he was on the list and somehow I got put on the list and we, we joke around about the fact that, um, they were hesitant 
about like if I would or could play metal. Right. But they enjoyed hanging around with me so much. And touring for them at the time was just like one month out of the year. So they didn't really, they wanted to perform well. But for them, especially the brothers, it was more about having a really great time, going out and playing these songs, but having a good time in the van with each other, on the road with each other, in the green rooms with each other, at the hotel with each other. And they basically were like, okay, like if we're going to, if we're going to take somebody just for their personality, and we have confidence that they can do the job, but if we're picking personalities here, who would we most like to spend that time with? And so somehow I got the first phone call. Nice. And I remember what's odd is uh, I was at a cookout with the Holla Boys, and we were in Nashville. We were getting ready to have a cookout with a bunch of our friends. The Amberlynn guys were going to be there. They were in town. And I get a phone call, and I look down, and it says Don Clark. And I'm like, what? <laughs> What? This is interesting. Why is he so I tell me? My, my best friend in the band was the bass player, Josiah Holland, uh, who is a phenomenal human being. If he ever sees this, I love you. You're the best, one of the mm-hmm. best human beings I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, he was standing there and he was like, dude, answer it. And so I answered it and we're, we start talking for a minute. And Don was like, hey, man, I, you know, he asked all of the normal, hey, what's up, dude? What are you doing? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then he kind of was like, well, man, I don't want to beat around the bush too much. So Jesse's not going to do this tour. Um, you know, we are supposed to leave in like a month. Um, I know you probably have gigs with Holland and some touring this summer. So I don't want to make anything weird there for you, but if there's any way that you could or would want to do this tour with us, like we would love to have you. Yeah. And, uh, I was, my mouth like dropped to the floor. Right. Um, (laughs) and I literally looked at Josiah and he goes, they want you to be in demon hunter, don't they? He just had a feeling, Oh, he knew. You know, well, like, okay. Yeah. I was like, well, they, they, they want me to do this tour. I was like, but I don't want to leave. Like, I'm not, I don't, you guys are my best friends. Like we've been, you know, we've been in this band together since day one. Like, you know, we like, I, I wouldn't want to do that to you guys. And he just looked at me and he was like, dude, you have to do this. Yeah. Like you have to go do that. Like that's, this is, this is you, this is you more than we are you yeah. more than our music is you this is you, you need to go do it, which man, I don't know a lot of people in bands, a new band that just put out their first record, had festivals booked for summer. I don't know how many people in those kind of bands would have told their drummer to go do something. Else. Yeah. I, I was about to say, man, that's a great friend because I think he knew if you did not do this, then you would be regretting it for the rest of your life. And I think he died. I and it, I think man. that he knew. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of that, yeah. And he's so wise, man. He's such a wise young man beyond his years. Like, I think he also knew, like, this was, this was my path. Right. Like, this was supposed to, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So, I went up two weeks later. I had never played a double kick before. I borrowed one from my buddy in Nashville, my buddy Robbie T. Uh, I borrowed one from him, went to my practice space, worked on it for like a week and a half, just learning, learning the ins and outs of double kick as much as I could, you know, Right. flew to Seattle, rehearsed for like four days, hopped in a van and went on that first tour. And, uh, you know, we kind of, the idea was I was going to do that tour mm-hmm. and then they were going to figure out after the tour, like a replacement for Jesse. Like yeah. Yeah. we'll figure it out. We'll get somebody. We'll finally, we'll find a person to be in the band. 
Um, and so that was kind of the agreement from the get go. It's like, I was a hired gun to do the tour. Yeah. And then after the tour, we would talk about like if there was a future or not or whatever. But yeah. And, uh, there has never been a discussion about it since. Oh, wow. So I guess you just fell in the van and tour was over. let's go. Went right. home from tour, man. Yeah. Like I went home from that tour, had a wonderful time. We had an amazing time. It was like, a that first tour I ever did was Demon Hunter, Zayo, Dead Poetic, Haste the Day. Mm. Um, so it was great super lineup. awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like such a great lineup, man. Great tour. And, uh, yeah, dude. So, I got home, kept touring with Holland, um, and then a few months later, and I kept in contact with the DH dudes, but yeah. I wasn't, like, in the band, so I wasn't privy to, like, the plans for, like, when we're going to, you know, all the stuff you plan for when you're getting ready for a new record. Mm. But then I just remember, like, Ryan called me and was like, hey, man, so, and it wasn't even like, do you want to do this? It was literally like, okay, man, so, hey, we're going to do the new record, and, uh, Hi, baby. Daddy's doing an interview. Say hi. Hey, how you doing? Hi, this is Odessa. Hey, Odessa. My daughter, Odessa. Hi. Okay, baby. Let Daddy finish. Okay. <laughs> Love you. Um. So, he called and he was like, "Hey, man. So we're, we're recording the record in. I can't remember exactly what month it was, but let's say we're recording the record in October. Um, I want you to come up a couple weeks before we start recording, so we can like flush these songs out and get your parts down." Um, when do you want to fly up? I mean, it was not even like a, do you want yeah, to do, do you it? Want, or, hey, this is this was just a. They're like, you're doing this for us. Come on, <laughs> kind of deal. Yeah, like yeah. You're, this is you're you are a part of us. Right, like, you are is, demon earner now. And like I said, there's literally never been another discussions like since that first tour about whether I was going to be in the band or not. Yeah, and here we are, you know, sixteen years. Sixteen later, plus years, yeah. Yeah, man, and now it's you know there's Ryan still there and John's still there, but now it's mm -hmm. me and then uh, uh, Patrick and Jeremiah, our two guitar players, were. Um, I won't say that I'm responsible for them being in the band, but I. But you kind of are. <laughs> I'm kind of responsible for them being in the band. Like, Patrick was my best friend. He moved to Seattle with me before he was in Demon Hunter. When I decided to move and be a part of, not just the band, but a part of the friendships and the bonds that were forming there mm -hmm. in Seattle. Uh, I, I just wanted to be close to the guys for more than just two months on tour or right, a month right. recording a record. I wanted to be there for a while. So he was like, hey, dude, if you're moving, I'm not. Just <laughs> I'm going with you, bro. Right. So he came with me, and, you know, Ryan and those guys fell in love with him the way I did, like as a friend and as just a human being and a kid and a guitar player. Right. And so that, you know, he he started just showing up at everything with me, you know, all of our – the things we were doing for Demon Hunter photo shoots, video shoots, rehearsal. He would just sit and hang out. And when Ethan, who was our guitar player for a couple of years there. Ethan Luck, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ethan Luck, the triptych and Storm the Gates. When Ethan uh, decided to, to leave the band, it was just, okay, well, we have this super cool-looking, young, good-looking, smoking guitar player that's our right. best friend right yeah. here. So. He literally, the tour, Ethan Ethan left in the middle of the uh, Summer Darkness tour because he accepted uh, a drumming position in Reliant K. Oh, oh uh, another so group band, yeah. To, yeah, he needed to leave in the middle of our tour. And so literally Patrick guitar tech for the first half of the tour and then went from guitar tech to guitar player. Yeah. And kind of the same way it happened for me 
it happened for Patrick. Like, there was never a discussion about, is Patrick our guitar player? Patrick was just our guitar player. Right. And now he writes, you know, these last two records, War and Peace, I'd say out of the 25 songs we recorded for those two records, 26 songs, whatever, Patrick was responsible for like 16 of them. Man. You know what I mean? And, so, I, and I will tell you something, man. Patrick Patrick is a, is a monster on a guitar. Just an absolute dude, beast on a guitar. He's a monster. And he's a he's the most prolific riff writer, songwriter that I've ever been in a band with or or played with. Right. Like that kid will finish. I mean, dude, as soon as we got done with War and Peace, I'm not lying to you. Less than three months after those records were finished and recorded he already had like 25 songs written for this next record that we're going to do. Wow. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude. Yeah. Like he doesn't, that kid doesn't mess around. Bro. No, it's like, so yeah, it's a little, so he, it's a, anything he does. That's yeah. the thing about him. It's not just guitar. It's not just songwriting. Anything he does. He's one of those guys that like, he's going to do it. Full max. Right. Like, he's going to sink himself into it. He's going to learn everything about it. He's going to try to make it perfect or as close to perfect as he can, he's going to obsess over it. Yeah. That's just him, man. Right. Right. That's just him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Jeremiah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, Jeremiah beast on a guitar too. So it's like, you know, yeah. And yeah. not just that, but with Jeremiah, it's like, I mean, I think most people know by now he's produced our last four records, five records, like unbelievable. Yeah. The dudes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so now it's literally like, we don't, the thing I love about our band, outside of the fact that I'm actually a fan of our music, I'm not just in the band, but I genuinely, Demon Hunter is my favorite heavy metal band. Yes. Only maybe, like, the thing is, not even second to Pantera. I can honestly say, mm. like, Demon Hunter is my favorite metal band. That right. may sound pretentious I mean, to dude, some people, you, but... You see the shirt. Come on now. I mean, I, oh, I, I know, I'm, I'm right yeah. here with you, you know? Come on now. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. So, um, but outside of that, like, man, like, we are all inclusive. Like right. we don't have, we literally don't depend or outsource for anything anymore. Like, okay, good. good. Ryan, yeah. Ryan does all of our design work. Always has. Yeah. From merch Man, he, to album covers to everything. Yeah, he he knocked that out part when when he created your Demon Hunter logo. I, man, this this is it. This is it. It's know? it, man. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's that logo is responsible for. For so many stuff, right? Yeah. The first place. Right, right. Yeah. If that branding doesn't happen and that branding doesn't get people excited about what is coming, then that, yeah, then I don't know what it is. They probably right. put yeah. out one record and it goes away. Right, right. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. The music had to back it up, but yeah. the music did yeah. back it up. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, man. So, like, you know, Jeremiah's producing all of our records. We write all of our own stuff. Um, I mean, down to like, we write all of our own video treatments. Mm -hmm. Like we have a guy, the guy that's done our last several videos is our friend named Andy, Andy Mayer, who is in a killer band called opponent as well. Um, look him up on Instagram. Yeah. Killer opponent is the name of the band killer metal band. Uh, but Andy's done all of our videos. He, I would say that Ryan Downey, our manager and Andy, our videographer, are the sixth and seventh members of Demon Hunter. Okay, yeah. Right. They just are. You yeah. know what I mean? They work as hard as we do. Um, probably harder, honestly, <laughs> than we do. <laughs> right. Uh, and they're very, very vital 
to the, everything about the band, the aesthetics of the band. I think our videos are better than ever. Um, so honestly, dude, 19 years into this Demon Hunter journey, 16 years for me, I genuinely feel like that we are still going up climbing towards our peak like right. we're just now hitting our like stride you know right what I mean? yeah yeah which you, is yeah you know exactly what to do now it's like it's like second nature for y'all which is great you so know because so many nature. bands don't know exactly what to do from from album to album you know yeah um you never know what's coming uh, and it's great because like ryan is so meticulous in having everything planned out way ahead of time yeah. so like we already have we haven't recorded our next album yet, but we already have probably 30 songs written right. to choose from. We've already got the name of the record. We've already got the artwork idea. Nice. Like everything. And yeah. we haven't even tracked it yet. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's a pretty cool thing to be a part of. Cool. I feel cool. real lucky. Super yeah. lucky. Yeah. Um. So De Demon Hunter has been widely known as a Christian heavy metal band. Um, how has the band been treated uh, as far as um, knowing that the band is Christian metal um, in, in a world that is totally not acceptable of Christian metal music? So, so yeah. how have, have y'all been treated uh, more, much better now? Or, um, like, or, or, or like, has it always been equal, you know? Man, I would almost say that we've been treated more awkwardly by the Christian <laughs> really? side of things than the secular yeah i hate to use that word but that's what it you know, yes yeah. what, yeah. what it is right yeah man like i mean we've been treated so well by our secular um peers and counterparts i mean nobody gets treated well by the media that's no the no that, I, I so mean, like when it comes to like i mean like the website metal sucks and <laughs> there's always those kind of things where they're gonna talk junk about it but funny enough even they had to like this last record the war and peace records even they had to admit like they had they actually ran an article when we put out the i think it was the on your side when we released that single mm -hmm. um they they uh on my side sorry mm -hmm. they uh they put out an article that day because we somehow we ended up releasing a single the same day as like soil work and in flames who are two of our biggest influences and two of our favorite metal bands and a couple other metal bands released singles that day too and they literally just their way of complimenting us was to say that we had released the least sucky song <laughs> of the day at least the loudest which is, I, I, well which is you know that is a compliment from them yeah but that's um, not a, that's not i mean least lucky is like you know i mean that's not really yeah. and so i don't yeah i i never go by that website anyway you know that yeah i don't either sucks. dude honestly yeah. like i don't yeah. but like we've been treated really well like loudwire isn't yeah, oh yeah loudwire is great well. yeah they always cover our stuff they asked us to be a part of the award show a couple of years ago we got nice. to present best new band the power trip right which oh, is yeah. now looking back on it it's with great. riley's passing is pretty awesome to have yeah. been a part of his journey you know what i mean even if it was just a little way we got to be a part of it which was awesome right um so yeah man i you know that first demon hunter record like when they put it out in stores they they made all this like uh what is the big baptist bookstore uh family christian stores i think is what it's called um 
they they sent them back and made Tooth and Nail put a sticker over the cover because they didn't like that logo on your chest. They thought oh, it was yeah, too yeah. evil. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it had that first record ended up having to have a big old sticker over the cover uh, just to be able to be sold in Christian bookstores. Yeah. So, yeah. And I... then like festivals, we always get treated well, but I do remember probably the funniest thing ever was we went and played up uh, the first year we ever, we've been back here since, but Life Fest is in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Great festival, great people, but the first time we showed up there, we pulled up the bus, we parked, and we all just had on our, I had on a Pantera shirt. Yeah. Right. I wasn't thinking about like, it wasn't anything vulgar. It was literally a, a shirt with the guys in the band on the yeah, yeah. That, that, like that, a, that's just a the yeah. Hill logo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and I, we were standing there, and I heard over. We were standing there talking to one of the security guards, and then over his radio, we hear, "Hey, uh, yeah." So the guys from Demon Hunter just showed up, and uh, one of them is wearing a Pantera shirt. And I don't really know why you would want to wear a Pantera shirt to a Christmas festival unless you were trying to cause trouble. So. Let's keep our eye on those guys. Wow, that's, like, yeah, that's... They literally hired, the festival hired like a hundred extra, this is not a joke, almost a hundred extra plainclothes police officers as security guards for just our set that night. Why? Because they, they had never had a band like us there before, so they didn't, they had no clue what was going to happen. They didn't know if it, like, we were going to try to <clears throat> incite some kind of crazy riot or something. Oh, yeah. Or... Mm. Now, yeah, now, the funny thing about all of that is, is by the time we left that night, every person at that festival had gained a new favorite band. Because I remember that is the longest signing line after a show I have ever seen or ever been a part of. We signed autographs for three hours mm. after our set. Right. The festival's over. There's no more bands playing. It's like one in the morning and we're still sitting there at the merch table signing autographs for people and talking to people and taking pictures with people. Yeah. And so like when we left, they literally said to us like, Hey, like uh, we don't really know why we had some weird preconceived notions, but you blew them out of the water and yeah. we really want, we want you guys to come back next year. So, right on. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, we've, We've navigated the same thing any other band like us has navigated. You know what I mean? Like, you're always going to get some pushback from Christian people who think we're too heavy. You're always going to get pushback from secular folks or other people that think that we're, you know, Christians don't have a place in heavy music, which is silly. Right. Tell that yeah. to August Burns Red. Right. Tell that to Under Oath. Tell that to Demon Hunter. All three of our bands have carved massive holes into heavy music oh yeah totally um, you know you totally. can't you can't at this point man that i'll always say the best thing to do or the best way to prove doubters wrong is to go out and do your thing right and 20 years later nine ten albums ten Good gosh. I know, right? <laughs> 11, if you count the live record. 11 albums later, 20 years later, we're still here. Kicking. Kicking, baby. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we ain't going nowhere. No. And you can't discredit that. No. You can't. You can't discredit that. Like, you can't do that. And, you know, we've met bands over the last few years. We toured with In Flames. 
who was like probably like one of our biggest influences. They took us out as direct support for them. They treated us amazing. Those guys are big fans of the band. Um, we played several festivals the last few years, like mainstream festivals. And we've like ran into bands like the band, Hell Yeah, Denny Paul. I got to play. My drum kit was set up right in front of his. We played right before them. And those guys, their guitar player came up to us and was like, hey, dudes, I'm a huge fan of the band. I make all the dudes in the band listen to Demon Hunter. Yes. Uh, you guys are phenomenal. Like, I just wanted to let you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so yeah. you hear things like that from those dudes. And we've heard that from several bands, in, you know, that are like that. Uh, the guys in Breaking Benjamin are the guitar player for Breaking Benjamin is like a massive Demon Hunter fan. Like, we did Break. a cruise with him a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. And like, he, like, I had a Demon Hunter hat on from the record Extremist. And he was like, oh my God. What, like, where'd you get that hat? And I was like, well, they sold them online for just a minute. He's like, oh, dude, you guys don't have them with you, do you? And I was like, no. And I was like, dude, just take mine. And he's like, are you kidding? Yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, this is actually like the first time I've worn it. Here, just yeah. take it. And he was like, he literally ate dinner with us every day. Nice. That whole That's all it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, yeah. it's, we, we get respect, man. Now yeah. you can't yeah. not respect it. Like you can, you can talk all the crap you want, but like when it comes down to it, like we've been here longer than you and we'll be here after you're gone. So yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. True. Say what you want to, brother, but I think it speaks for itself. It does. You know I mean? It really does. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, as you know, my my co-host couldn't be here today, um, and I went to do him a total just just justice if I didn't tell him tell you this. He discovered you, your Demon Hunter band, um, when his old youth pastor gave him a copy of Storm the Gates of Hell, um, and his pastor gave it to him. So I mean, it, I mean, he was the only metalhead in his. Um, uh, 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 youth, youth group, group yeah, yeah, youth group, and his and his pastor just gave him like random metal, you know, Christian metal bands, and yours was one of them. So, so he really thanks y'all for everything that you've done for him, you know. Dude, that's awesome. So, What's yeah. his name? Blake. Blake. Yeah. Hey, Blake, you're not here right now, but I'm gonna tell you this, brother. Thank you for listening. Tell your youth pastor or pastor, thank you for giving you our music. And uh, stick with us, brother, because we got some, we got some cool stuff. Nice, coming, man. Yeah, man, yeah, that you hooked you up. So you know. Uh, oh, um. So then, oh, uh, yeah, my, my next question is, um, do you all have a musical vision that you haven't been able to release to, for technical or financial reasons, or an idea of what music itself could be beyond its current form? Man, we're kind of doing. Dude, what we're doing it, okay? I, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think we're doing it. We're carving yeah. our own niche. Like mm. I don't, you know, I genuinely don't think, you know, there's a lot of bands that sound the same, right? But I'm pretty sure when you put a Demon Hunter record on, you know it's Demon Hunter. I, absolutely. Like, there's no, no, there's no mistaking that. No. So, man, I, honestly, like, no, no, you know, with for the sake of not sounding pretentious like i really feel like that we you're doing it right now yeah, path, yeah right we do our own thing yeah yeah cool like we you know we're one of i mean what other metal band puts out an entire record full of ballads and like radio rock songs who does that 
And then also the same day puts out another record of straight metal bangers. Like, right. Like hard-hitting classics, you know? Yeah, who yeah. does that? Like, Nobody, I, mean, I like know. Get, <laughs> I'm, not talking about Christian, I'm not talking about Christian metal, regular. I'm talking about all of it. Everything, right. Heavy music in general. Right. Who does it? Right. So, I mean, I, I really feel good about what we've done. I really feel proud. Like, I mean, I'm responsible for playing drums, man. Oh, yeah. I'm responsible yeah. for my jobs in Demon Hunter is to play drums and to try to make everybody laugh. Right. And That's it. Man. I try to do that as good as uh, I can. Man, that's probably one of the those two best guys, jobs you man, have, you know? <laughs> yeah, but those other guys do, they're doing the heavy lifting. Man. Right, yeah. Like yeah. Jeremiah, Ryan, and, and and Patrick, they're doing the heavy lifting. John and I, John's responsible for playing bass and also making us laugh because he's got a real dry humor about him that's right. pretty outstanding. John's also very hands-on when it comes to, like, the – the actual like physical labor of things too. Like yeah. that's the one thing about John. Like, yeah, like uh, he's going to do that. And he's good at returning. He, for a long time, he was the main guy returning all of the like emails and stuff as well. Right. And interacting with fans in that way. So yeah, dude, I definitely like, uh, I definitely have the easiest job in the band for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. But you know, I enjoy it and uh, I'm, I'm proud to do it. Cool, cool. That's a great answer. Uh, do you believe that Demon Hunter pushes the boundaries in the music ly- lyrically than other metal bands are afraid to explore? You know, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of a lot of, I feel like there's more Christian uh, members out there in the world, but they're afraid to push the push the the Christian side of it. You know, yeah. because of who they are in the metal the, and and the music that they played in the past. So I feel like they don't want to bring that out to the, you know. I think a lot of people are just, they care too much about what somebody else is going to think. Right, yeah. And they don't take into, and I also think they don't take into consideration that most people are going to admire honesty over everything. Yeah. Regardless of whether you're a Christian or not, most people in this world, I say most, because it's kind of getting nuts (laughs) these days. Yeah. But for the most part, I think that most human beings respect honesty as much as they respect anything and i think that when you're honest with people and you are who you are Mm -hmm. and you don't make any apologies for it you don't make any excuses for it that's what people respect yeah and i think that from the get-go like if you ask demon hunter in an interview you've never heard demon hunter say i mean we're not christian we're not a christian band we're just like christians in a band I've heard that from more mm. than a handful of Christian bands. Right. Um, and then, you know, a lot of bands get to a point to where they want, they feel like they can't get over that success hump unless they back off on the, the Jesus thing right. a little bit. Yeah. There's been, I can't, I won't name any bands cause I don't want to do that. Right. No, no, no. We're, some of the bigger do, bands yeah. that, that, started in the christian music kind of scene and then kind of blossomed into something more most of them most of them have come to a point to where at least one or more members has renounced their faith or as a band they've said hey you know yeah we got a couple guys in our band that are christian but we're not a christian band 
Dude, the okay. minute that happens, dude, yeah, you lose respect. All those non-Christian, those secular bands, they lose respect for you immediately. Right. The reason we've always kept that respect from all those bands, the reason that the guys in Five Finger Death Punch are really good friends of ours, and I, you know, I don't even know if I'm letting the cat out of the bag here, but there was a time a few years ago when the singer Ivan was doing really bad and was in and out of rehab. That man, they they freaking called Ryan Clark and asked him to be in the band, and Ryan's just like, "Hey, dudes, like, I love you guys and stuff, but that's yeah, but that's not I, me. I, yeah. I can't." That's not, that's not me. That's yeah. not, yeah, you know, they, like I, yeah. we'll, we'll, we're here to support you as friends, but yeah. that's just not me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. um, essentially he was saying demon hunters my home, you know, I can't leave, you know. It's And uh, also I think Ryan really understood that going and doing something like that and having to sing the lyrics to those songs every night would kind of be counterproductive to what Demon Hunter has worked so right. long yeah. to establish. Yeah, I mean, you really can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you, yes, sir, I do. Yeah. You can't yeah. go around dropping f bombs and no, no, <laughs> saying yeah. things like that and then yeah. come back and then come back and hey, man, I'm pretty, yeah, yeah. You can't really yeah, do that. Yeah, you can't really do that. That's so hypocrisy is um, the greatest, you know. It is, man, mm. and, I, and that's not, you know, mm. that's not what we ever want to be. No. Um. But we've always done things our own way, man. Like, mm. we just have. Like, it's not – I mean, I've done things that people – I did something last summer that people thought I was crazy for doing, but I did it. I did a podcast, um, <laughs> which, yeah, I did a podcast with a guy, comedian. Um, I'm kind of a uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? It could be controversial for sure in the whole Christian world. Right. I think it flew out all over a lot of, I think it flew over most people's heads. Right. Um, but if you were, if you're a comedy fan, then you, you would get the it. Guy and yeah. You would, yeah. You would totally get it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But I did it, man. And I, I even put out an Instagram post when I did it and was just like, you know, I really, I thank God, man. I thank God that he, yeah. dude, anybody who's ever read the Bible knows that the people that God used to do the dirty work, so to speak, they weren't good people. They weren't perfect people. Right. Most of them were former criminals, uh, terrible people yeah. that he saw something in and saw that like, I can take this person who's experienced all of this negativity and all this bad stuff. And I can use that for my glory right and so that's what he did yeah and that's how we feel in our band is we're all rotten dudes like <laughs> we are yeah. That yeah that's true we are man we yeah. all are you can sit here and pretend that you're some great person all you want to but we're all rotten we're all yeah. selfish we all are self-fulfilling we all are you know like i mean it's i think every human being has to fight that nature all the time yeah. and just you know because that's look at right now look what we're going through right now like, look at what we're going through right now. It's all because people are selfish. It's all because people, they want what they want. They want right. to be able to, to, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. they're not yeah. thinking about somebody else. No. Not thinking about my, um, other folks. One of my best friends, John, he he says that people show you what the, what they want you to see, and then they turn around and, you know, go ahead and talk behind your back or try to get you, you know, cancel whatever this cancel culture is working. It's yep. just crazy nowadays, yep. you know? 
Um, yeah. It is because the same people that are screaming for somebody to be canceled got their own skeletons. Man. Well, yes, yes. Thank you for that. Yes. That's yes, the reason you never hear me say anything about anybody. I've got my own skeletons. Not right. even skeletons, but I've done things. I'm not perfect, man. Right? No, we no. You know, yeah. I'm not perfect at all. I was almost kicked out of Demon Hunter in 2008, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um over some garbage right (laughs) much like what we're uh dealing with today right a lot of this right you know um but i wasn't and all these years later it's you know here we are yeah that's true still here true um still reaching folks still making music that means something to people yeah that's my favorite thing man my favorite thing is not I got a couple favorite things. I'd say number one, my number one favorite thing is when somebody comes up to me and says, Hey man, your music, Demon Hunter's music is really responsible for helping me get through some really, really difficult times in my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's my number one favorite thing. And then number two, something else I think is awesome, man, is when you're at a non-Christian festival or even at a Demon Hunter show. Because you go to a Demon Hunter show, you're, I think most people would assume that most people in the crowd are like Christians, like we are, whatever. But that's not the case, man. No. One of my favorite things is after a show is for some dude to come up to me and be like, man, you guys kicked F and A, dude. <laughs> Mother Eppers are so sick, dude. Yeah. F and yeah. Yes. That's yeah. my favorite thing ever, yeah. dude. Right. Because that guy's going to continue to listen to our music. And that mm. message is going to continue to seep into him. Right. And seep into him. And seep into him. And hopefully at some point it makes a difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if it doesn't, like. That's okay, it's though. Fine. You know? It's fine just having people that just like your music because they like your music. Right. It doesn't have to be deeper than that, but it's awesome when it is. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, w- w- Were there any albums that were super hard or super easy to record? Like, did you have any problems actually recording? Peace was super easy. Okay. <laughs> right, because it's peaceful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, not so much album songs. There's been songs that are songs. really difficult. Okay. Uh, now, where, Jesus yeah, Well. Now, where did it just hard to play or, 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 or like yeah, hard, hard okay. to play? Okay. For yeah. me, being right. a big guy and being like, and the drummer. not necessarily, my brain doesn't work. Like, it doesn't fire like a lot of metal drummers because that's not the way I grew up. That's not the way I was yeah. trying. Uh, it's just not so yeah there a lot of yeah. those really fast songs crucifix yeah. um uh jesus wept mm. uh, a lot of those songs right were pretty difficult yeah. yeah um but jeremiah is really great at pulling something extra out of me right. good yes um, yes you always think that yeah. friend you know he just yeah. has the he knows how to talk to me right like he knows how to challenge me without challenging my he knows how to challenge me without insulting me I think good, a lot of times good. people don't know how to challenge somebody without insulting them. Right. And Jeremiah's got a really good way of challenging me because mm-hmm. he knows what buttons of mine to push. And which buttons to say where from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we've worked, I mean, we've worked together. The first record I did with him was I me. Mean, he and I were in the, he and I and Patrick, me and Jeremiah first, but then Patrick came along a few months later, but we all played in the band, the showdown together for a good, a little bit. Right. And, uh, that was like 2008 and nine, I think 10, 2008 to 2010. And, uh, the showdown album blood in the gears was the first album I recorded with Jeremiah. 
and man, it just worked. Yeah. Our personalities work. I mean, that's why he's in our band. That's why we're, you know, our band is where it's at now. It's because all of our, finally, all of our personalities work. Right, right. The five of us, it works. Dude, I'm telling you, man, there's no, it is like when we get together, man, it's like getting together with your best college buddies that you haven't seen in a while. Yes. Every single time. Great. That's, Every that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There are very few, me and John went through a tough period for a little while. Um, and I don't even mind talking about it. He probably doesn't enjoy talking about it as much as I do. It's not that I enjoy it. I just don't mind, but right. he and I went through a little tough period, but outside of that man. And after that now, dude, I mean, there's no, like, there's never like a, any kind of static or anything any like ever. Mm-hmm. Like right. they're just, and there never really has been, like I said, but definitely now, man, since this lineup came along, which is, I was just informed by our manager the other day that this is, we're coming up on 10 years of this lineup. Right. Jeremiah, Patrick, me, John, mm-hmm. Ryan. Um, in that 10 years time, man, like there's been very little friction at all. And even, and anytime there was friction, man, it never had to do with a band member and another band member. It was always some outside source that was causing one of the band members some stress or something that like, and everybody else could kind of just feel it. But it was never like, you know, Patrick and Jeremiah having a problem with each other. Yeah, right. Me and Ryan, it was, it's never been that. Um, So, I mean, it's, it's easy greasy, man. Like it just really is. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, if I came up to you, or, uh, you or well, essentially you, because you're here. <laughs> um, if, yeah. I, if I came up to you and said, um, you know, I, I I really wanted to listen to the band. Which one song would you recommend for me to get fully into? Which song would that be? I can tell you my my Ooh. song, and then I'll you know give you time to to, to think about it. Um, my song would be collapsing, you know. Cause I think it, cause I think it shows the whole, the whole range of the demon. You got, you got the melodic parts, and then you got all the, you know, hardcore punching in your face. You know, yeah. And I just love that. I think that's probably, death. yeah. I think that's probably the best one to get, like a, the full range. Right. Of what yeah. The demon hunter yeah. is. Um. I think that question is a tricky one in this way. It I'll is. Answer, <laughs> I'll answer. Okay. How about this? I'll give you two answers. Okay. Perfect. I'll give you the answer if I'm if I'm approached by somebody that I feel like maybe new to metal, um, and they want to know what Demon Hunter song is the best one to start with. I'm probably gonna say Last One Alive. Okay. I think it's probably the best, like heavy but not too heavy. It still showcases like everything. Um, and then I think if 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 I'm giving somebody like you or somebody that I know probably has an idea about metal and is you know. I'm probably going to say I probably would have said collapsing Yeah. up until now. And I think right now, man, I would say, uh, on my side. Okay. Yeah. Great, I, great, yeah. I think that song is so good. Right. Yeah. Um, if I'm talking to like a parent, I'll, I'll give you a third answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's, a, parent, yeah. a parent or somebody that like, I know literally like, is never really listened to heavy music at all. I'm going to tell them to listen to more than bones. Right. 
Because yeah. I think More Than Bones is like a perfect radio-friendly rock song. Right. Mm. And I think it's perfect. And it actually surprised us on this last tour, man. Like, all of our songs got really great receptions. But I'll tell you, man, I was I was kind of blown away at how well More Than Bones was received live and how loud the sing-alongs were. Right, yes. It was... Yeah crazy <laughs> yeah it was crazy like yeah so i guess that's probably my answers right now cool but if you ask me next month it might change, it might change. <laughs> right right yeah. right okay so these new these two uh, next questions are coming from fans of your band demon hunter uh this comes from a fan and listener of the podcast Marilyn. um what got you interested in in a music career and why metal uh, my, so what got me interested in music career was I was born into a musical family. Okay. My parents and my sister from the time I could remember were a Southern gospel singing group. And my parents were music ministers at my church. That oh, I grew nice. up in. Yeah. So my dad was a drummer. Um, he did some light, um, regional touring before I was born. And even after I was born, when I was a small kid, I still remember he went out a couple of times, but um, he pretty much stopped. Once I started playing drums, my dad kind of stopped. As funny as that sounds, hmm. kind of like he'll play every once in a while, but he kind of saw something in me. And that was his kind of mission at that point was to like mold me into, because right. my dad's the only teacher I've ever had. Yeah, like, right. I've never yeah. taken drum lessons. I've never done it. My dad is the only, my dad is my, influence right like, yeah I mean, great my dad is my you know yeah. um and then uh why metal i don't know <laughs> why metal because don and ryan saw something in me as a human being 16 years ago mm. and they wanted to hang out with me and be my friend and so they gave me an opportunity yeah. and i ran with it and cool. i and and the, I'll, I'll say this the other i have to give two people and two bands credit for like, not that they're metal bands. Striper's a metal band, but right, uh, yeah. My two favorite bands as a kid was Striper and Petra. Mm. And my two favorite drummers as a kid, Petra's amazing, Sweet yeah. And Louis Weaver, the drummer for Petra. And funny enough, side story. I'll make it quick. Uh, last year, right before I moved to Phoenix, I was in the Kroger in and and uh, in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I was going to get in line and I got in my line and two people in front of me, I looked and I'll be darned if it's not Louis Weaver, the drummer for Petra. And so <laughs> I'm like, Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've never met him and I have to meet him right now. And I have to tell him what he meant to me and what that band meant to me. And so I literally left my cart sitting there and he was walking off and I just go, Hey, uh, Louis, and he just turns around. And he looks at me like, "Huh?" And I was like, "You're Louis Weaver from Petra, right?" And he was like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> he was so surprised. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, brother, my name is Yogi Watts. I play in a band called Demon Hunter." He's like, "I've heard of y'all before." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Well, I play drums in Demon Hunter, <laughs> and I just wanted to let you know that you are one of my two biggest influences. Um." You, you're the reason I bought a DW drum kit because you and that Mickey Mouse red DW drum kit used to tour with 
Um, and I just want to let you know, like, you're one of my heroes, man. Like, I, I need for you to know that, and I want for you to know that. Dude, he started. Oh, no. No, oh, I got it. He yep. started crying. Uh, he was going through a rough time, man. Like, mm. he's been, like, driving buses. And, like, that whole music thing's been over for him in, for a while. And, like, he literally told me, he's like, man, I needed to hear that. Like, yeah. I needed to hear you say that to me today because I've been going through a rough time. Oh. He gave me his phone number. Nice. He told me to call him anytime I wanted. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. So, I know Louie will probably never see this, but Louis, shout out, brother. I mm -hmm. love you. I hope you're doing well, man. Nice. Yeah. It's always um, comforting when the, uh, when the artists you look up to are, like, so nice to Because I've heard of saying, you know, don't meet your heroes or something, you know, because you might not like them in the one Yeah, you'll be disappointed. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'm so glad that worked out for you, you know. Um, here's another um, yeah, question from a fan. Andrew asks, is it hard... Um, how do you protect yourself from the evils of, fan of fandom? Like, like have you experienced big time uh, fans? My like mom and, yeah, my mom and dad, the way they raised me. Okay. I'm just, man, I'm Yogi Watts from Caroline, North Carolina, <laughs> brother. That's it. Yeah. That's all I'll ever be. Right. I'm going back there, man. I thought I'd never go back, but I'm going back, man. Cause that's, I want to be home. No, but right. Like this right. whole pandemic has made me look at things a lot different. Um, I think just knowing, like, kind of what we were talking about earlier and, like, just knowing the person you are, like, ain't nothing special about me, man. Like, I got lucky, dude. Yeah. I got lucky because I'm a funny dude. Like, I didn't do anything special to, like, be in Demon Hunter. Like, yeah. I didn't, you know, there's no reason for me to have an ego about it. You know what I mean? Like, Right, right. So... I think that's the biggest thing, man, is like, it's just not in my nature. It's not in our nature. Like that's not, and we're not a full-time touring band. I think that helps a little bit too. You keep a perspective. Yeah, like yeah. for most of the time I was in Demon Hunter, dude, I was also delivering pizza. Yeah. If I wasn't playing in another band or touring <laughs> with another band or in all the years I toured, I delivered pizza for probably 13 years on and off. Right. I, even now I live in Phoenix, Arizona. And I work at a record store called Zia Records, one of the best record stores in the country, one of the last independently owned record store chains in the entire country. Right. We have eight stores. We have six in the Phoenix metro area and then two in Las Vegas, one in Tucson, actually nine stores. Um, and I go to work every day, dude. I make $14 an hour just like everybody Man. else I work with. You know Man. what I mean? Like, I yeah. You can't, when you got to live that reality every day, brother, you can't. You can't get no big head about it. No. I ain't got no big bank account. I ain't got no <laughs> massive retirement sitting somewhere. Like right. I'm lucky enough to own the two vehicles we own. Right. I got a roof over my head. I got some nice clothes I bought at Walmart. That's yeah. about it, brother. Mm -hmm. Like that's me. So, you know what I mean? like, so so the, so technically you're a simple southern boy, right? That's all I am. That's it. <laughs> that's it, man. That's yeah, it, yeah. I am a simple southern boy. I still like buying my clothes at Walmart. If I don't buy my clothes at Walmart, dude, I'll buy them because they're on sale. Man, Walmart's fantastic sometimes, man. You find amazing deals. I was like, who cares? Yeah, where you dude, buy stuff, my you favorite know? shorts right now. Yeah, dude, my favorite <laughs> shorts right now from Walmart. I got six pairs of them. I got every color they make. Yeah. That's what I wear. <laughs> that's, that's it. What I wear every day. I got them on right now. That's, that's it. Yeah, you cool. Know, I cool. got this Def Leppard shirt at thrift store for like $6. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. All right. So, um... 
if I asked you about who are your five m- main favorite drummers, who would you put in that list? Dave Grohl. Right. I, you know, yeah. Vinnie Paul. Okay. A guy named Josh Freeze, who's played Guns N' Roses Sting right. right now. Oh, he, he for a minute, but he, uh, yeah, he plays yeah. for Sting right now. He played in... Uh, his original band was the Vandals, the punk band, the Vandals, but he's played Nine Inch Nails, A Perfect Circle. Everything, yeah. A bunch of bands. Yeah. Uh, a guy that is one of my newer favorites that's a kind of blows my mind is a guy named Eric Imprada. Um, he plays in that band Fever 333. Right. Uh, so him, um, that guy blows me away. God, he blows me away. Mm-hmm. Um I said Benny Paul. Mm-hmm. So Benny Paul, Josh Freeze, Dave Grohl, Eric and Prada, and hmm, probably Lance from Living Sacrifice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's nobody as rhythmatically solid as that dude. Right. Watching him every night on tour. <laughs> And knowing that I had to go play after him <laughs> was like, no so way. stressful, dude. Really? So stressful. Mm. And then I'll give you a sixth one. Okay. A very little known guy, but somebody who is probably the hidden gem in all of heavy Christian music. His name is Mark Garza. Okay. He played in the band Embodiment. Um, and he is <laughs> so good, dude. Yeah. It is crazy and those two dudes were on the he also played in a band called the famine i don't know if you remember them they were on solid state but um our old guitar player chris mccadden uh demon hunter's very first guitar player uh he was also the singer in embodiment but after he left demon hunter he started a band called the famine where he was a singer again and uh mark played drums in the famine too and so on that one tour i had dude let me tell you something Mm -hmm. There was one tour where I had to sit and watch Matt Griner play, Mark Garza play, and Lance play, all before I played. Oh, my God. I bet that was really fucking the mess. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> dude, like, are you kidding me? Like, I got to watch those. I mean, Matt Griner, dude, like, that kid is a machine, too, dude. Like, yeah. So having to watch all those guys play, knowing I had to get up with the headliner and be the headliner drummer, right? Dude, that yeah. was humbling to say the least. Yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah. Um, if you could jam with any musician, living or dead, who would be? And it doesn't have to be drums; it can be like guitarists, singers, you know. Uh, Dave Grohl. Yeah, well, well, okay, yeah. I, I think he's a quintessential musician to work with. You know, just to be friends with. It's, he's he's amazing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And outside of him, if I could get up on stage and play one song, if I could get up and play the song "Free" with Striper, mm-hmm. oh, right, at right. one of their shows, yeah. that would probably be my number number one, one, one. Cool. Like yeah. jamming with Dave Grohl would be awesome, but playing drums for Striper <laughs> right. would probably. I have a Striper tattoo on the back of my neck, dude. Like, oh, that's my, you got yeah, yeah. That's group number one that's go since to I was right. A kid, man. Yeah. Yeah, they were my they've been my favorite band since I was five years old, man. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, so I just got two questions for you, and then uh, we can wrap this up. Um, everybody has a guilt, has a music guilty pleasure. 
I have in my in my um in my little playlist we go from country to metal to you know to pop to rap to whatever. What is your guilty song pleasures? That country. That, 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 that country? Yeah, I mean, it's country. not even guilty. I yeah. guess. Well, um, well country is country so good, good man. Okay. It's, you know. Here you go. You want to know what my absolute guilty pleasure is? Yes, sir. Is a band called is a band called a lady. It's one. She's a one woman band, but it's a a, a band called Imogen Heap. Okay. Um. Her music helped me literally helped me get through a time where I was having severe anxiety for a few months. And the only thing that would calm me down enough to where I could actually fall asleep at night would be her music. Okay. And so that's probably my number one guilty pleasure. I guess her voice was so soothing for you to, to relax and just take it easy, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Just, there was something about it that just, yeah, yeah. something about it. It cool. was just so that and John Mayer's Heartbreak Warfare. Right, yeah. That was the other one mm. during that time that really got me through like some of those nights where I felt like I couldn't breathe. And, yeah. 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 Pretty intense, yeah. Cool. Um, well, my last question for you is, is a question from Blake, the, the co-host. Um, he says, do you use any beard oil? As a, like a joke kind of question. I do. <laughs> you do. I do. Yeah. I use a beard oil, and it's called Mister. Mister. That's literally what it's called. Okay. It's from the company DoTerra, <clears throat> uh, and they make an oil called Mister. Okay. And uh, I, my wife bought it for me because my wife's really, really big into essential oils. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. So yeah. she bought it for me, and I love it. It smells great, and it actually kind of calms me down a little bit. Nice, nice. And it makes my red beard look beautiful. Yes, sir, it does. <laughs> yeah, I I need to try like like some major beard oil too because mine is just and, and every time it is just like I gotta shave, I gotta shave, I got you know, so I don't I just yeah, can't, dude. no, you, know. you gotta get some nice beard oil. Yeah. To keep it from itching, to yeah. keep it nice and soft. Mine's shorter than normal right now, but yeah, cool. I have That's, to order uh, me it's some. It's hot out here in yeah. Arizona. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. This is one of You're my welcome, very favorite podcasts I've done yet. Um, and this has been awesome. a bucket list, you know, just get you on my show and our show. Awesome, dude. Yeah, so thank awesome. you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more. And thank you for listening.